thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, good to see each of you. If you would, take that bulletin on the back. Is a lengthy outline of the message today. Just kidding. You're thinking, man, that's not, you don't want to pay that preacher too much. He ain't doing anything. Simple message this morning. Simple message. Church. Big question mark. Because when we think about church, there's all kind of things that come to our mind when we think about church. I mean, all kind of things. From things we remember when we were a kid, when we were youth, college, adults, just little things that stick out about church. I mean, when I was eight years old, First Baptist Church in Athens, got in trouble during the preaching time. My, my brother got me in trouble. I was a wonderful kid. So my mom took us out, okay, took me outside, and my dad had my brother, and uh, so she was giving me that stern look. But the only thing I could concentrate on was this pack of guys, men, over by this truck smoking. So I'm like looking at them, trying to figure out who that is. And so I come back into church, and we finish with church, and so when church is over, I, I recognize one of those guys, and so I asked my mom, hey, wasn't that one of those guys that was out there smoking? She said, shh. So we get in the car. I said, hey, what was all that about? She said, those were the deacons. That's what they do after they take the offering. <laughs> now, that doesn't go on here, and I'm sure that doesn't go on anymore. But at that moment, they were just a little stressed over that offering. I'm sure it was just so large that they were a little anxious, and they had to go have a cigarette about that. So so that's what that, I remember that, okay? I remember that. Now, there are the other things I remember, too. Don't think that, you know, that, well, that's an exciting church you went to. No, there was other great things that I remember. But church conjures up a lot of different thoughts and ideals and things. And so today is Back to Church Sunday. It was just a campaign that is being pushed with all the churches everywhere to kind of get back to church. I mean, that's what we've got to do as, as a country. We want Washington to fix this and the right politicians to do this, and we vote them in, and all that's important. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that God commanded his people, commanded his people. We talked about this several weeks ago, that if my people, not, not everybody else, but my people, my people would get back to the basics, would get back in the Word, back in church, back in prayer, and call on me, and I will do great things for them. I'll show them great things, okay? And so it's my people that he's trying to call back. And for us as a church body, we want to pack out the church to get ourselves as families, as dads, as moms, as boys and girls back to church, back to church, where it all begins. You say, well, church's not that important, is it? Yes, it is. It's very important. You say, well, how do you know that church is so important? Well, I only have one real good answer for that question is that Jesus died for the church. That, I mean, that's all I got. I'm sorry. That's it. I don't have some big seminary answer. You know, I don't have some thesis for my doctrine to tell you. I'm just telling you that it's important because Jesus died for the church and Jesus is coming back to get the church. I mean... We don't, y'all want to go home early? That's it. I mean, that's it. That's all you want to talk about. That's it. That's all we need to talk about. That's all we need to know about church. I remember Saturday nights and I also remember Sunday mornings, the catchphrase, and you may, you have, may have the same house that we grew up in, 
What was the Saturday night question and the Sunday morning question? Are we going to church? I mean, that was it. Are we going to church? After a while, I stopped answering, asking that question because it's not are we going, it's a shock when we didn't go, all right? I mean, when my parents came in my room and would say, hey, you can sleep a little longer. We're not going to church. Mom's sick. <laughs> not going to church. I mean, that was a shock to me, okay? That's the big thing, and you may have the same thing. I mean, it's kind of like when you go out to eat with your kids, and you had this great morning together, and you're going to go have lunch or dinner, and you get in the car, and your angels that fell from heaven are in the back seat, and you simply ask the question that you wish you'd never ask. Y'all have asked it too, huh? Where do y'all want to eat? Oh, my gosh. Should have never asked because one wants a burger. I don't want a hamburger. We always have a burger. I want Mexican. I don't like Mexican. I want Italian. I don't like Italian. I don't like all that bread. I mean, it's just like, let's just park, go in. Let's just, you know, let's just get popcorn. I mean, it's just, it's like not even asking. I mean, it's a whooping, okay? It's a whooping. And if you're traveling and you're trying to exit at the right exit to go eat, don't ask. Just exit. If it's Chicken Express, just pull in, park the car, get out, walk in, and kids sit in the back seat going, well, guess we're eating here. That's where we're eating. All right, that's where we're eating. Not gonna, it's not up for discussion. I'm going to run people off the road if I have to ask you, okay? Because you never get one that meets everybody's needs. And it's kind of like church, man. I mean, just, just don't, it's, not, it's up, not up for discussion as a mom and dad. We go to church, period. We just go to church. Now, there's going to be a lot of Sundays you miss, out of town, vacation, all kind of different things. That's fine. But when you're not, it's not even up for discussion. It ought to be a house rule. It ought to be an umbrella. I mean, it's not, are we going? It's a shock if we don't go. It just is a part of our life. It's who we are. It's what we do. Christ died for the church, and he's coming back to get the church, and the church is a very important part of our family. And it will be a very important part of your family when you get older. And I, I mean, you're going to hear it. When I get to be a parent, I'm going to make my kids go to church, whatever. See me in about 10 years, and that, that, that cocky statement will not even come out of your mouth, okay? You, you will. You will. Because it is so important to the family, all right? I want to look at a passage of Scripture. And it's a very familiar passage of Scripture um, that we look at a lot. But I want to begin in verse 19. And I want to read a little bit before that. So go to Hebrews chapter 10. Look at verse 19. Verse 19. It says, therefore, and remember what I taught you. Every time you see therefore, you always ask, what's that therefore, therefore? Okay? So he's fixing to tell you. All right? Brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by new and living way open to us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full of assurance of faith. Man, doesn't that sound good? Having our hearts sprinkled and cleansed for us from a guilt conscious and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswearingly to the hope 
we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us, let us consider how we will spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are already in the habits of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Man, that's just good stuff, period. Now, our church is, I mean, when I think about our church and when I get up in mornings and I get to come into that office and sit in that chair as the pastor of First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas, I'm telling you, you could not wipe the smile off my face every day. I have the greatest job in the whole world because I pastor a people that are not just awesome people, but they're my friends, and I love them, and I love them deeply. They're not just people that come to the church that I pastor. Oh, it's a whole lot deeper than that because when you hurt, I hurt. I hurt, and when you have tough things in your life, it would be my desire, my dream if I could take it away, but I can't, so what I do is I walk with you through it, and I hope that together we get there. I love you more than words can say, and I'm more proud of you than I ever have been in my whole life. Now, I'm not about to go, well, now I'm leaving. No, that's not what I'm doing here. (laughs) So he's setting us up. No, I'm not setting you up, okay? But I'm just telling you how proud I am of you because when I look back over five and a half years, you are an absolute beautiful picture of the New Testament church and Acts. You are. You're beautiful. And I know when Jesus looks down at his bride in Bushland, Texas, I know he's proud. I know he's proud. Now, he's not finished with us, but he's proud, boy. He's proud. And you ought to be proud of yourself. Yesterday, busy day at the church. We had moms over there in the old worship center, and I understand there was more staples in that carpet than that are in the whole state of Texas today, I think. Okay? How we get them out? I don't know. We may have a staple pulling out carpet party. I don't know how we're going to get them out of there. Okay? But that's a whole other point. But we had a bunch of moms being made over there. In this building, we had 140 ladies give up a Saturday to come up here for the Beth Moore simulcast. And I'm going to tell you, they had church, period. I mean, they had church. We had two ladies saved, gave their life to Christ, born again. And one lady surrendered to full-time uh, ministry, church ministry. Knew that's what God had and surrendered to full-time ministry yesterday. Folks, I'm going to tell you, on a Saturday, they had church in this building right here. Right here. Beautiful time. And if you, for some reason, missed that, I'm sorry. I got to see just a little bit of Beth Moore teach on Romans 6 yesterday afternoon. Lord, help the poor. I'm just telling you. That was some good stuff. If you missed Romans 6, if you had to go somewhere where she had the dead self and she was carrying that old mummy-looking thing around, was that not good, ladies? Woo! I'm just telling you, that was some good stuff. Y'all need to give that. That was a great teaching time. And if you were here, you know what she was doing. I mean, that was beautiful, how we carry our dead self, how Romans chapter 6 says you you don't dig up bones, don't dig up the old self. You're new in Christ. She did a great job with that. That was beautiful. I just got a little bit of that when I was setting up these chairs. I had a little church yesterday too. And, uh, but it was great stuff. We had about 30 men in Red River, New Mexico over the weekend 
uh, slip sliding away in the mountains. <laughs> they had fun. They had a great time experiencing God out there. Some of them crazy enough to get up at 4.30 this morning and drive back here to be here for church. And so, guys, I know you had church out there, and I love you for that, and thank you for being there. But we had a great weekend as a church. Now we meet together this morning, and church is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And the watching in motion is gorgeous. To watch moving chairs and setting up this and getting this ready and all this other stuff, the body in motion is a gorgeous thing. And, and as much as God has done here, guys, I'm telling you, he hasn't even started yet. I mean, yeah, he has started, but I'm telling you, he's not even shifted gears. I mean, there is so much ahead for this church you wouldn't believe. You say, well, you're scaring me. Don't get scared. We sit in finance last Wednesday just going, man, this is, this is sweet. This is awesome. This is wonderful. We're, we're almost through the third quarter, and this is where we are. Mm. I mean, no incredible summer of giving for the fifth year in a row. Just ridiculous amount of money comes in in the summer when most churches can't pay their bills in September. We're, our cup is overflowing. Overflowing. Don't, not even a question of anything. I mean, just incredible amount. Okay, now I don't say that so you say, well, we don't have to give. <laughs> We're just, uh, no, that's not what, I'm just saying it's beautiful to see that, beautiful to see that. So when you talk about church and you talk about the body of Christ and all this stuff, I think the big thing for most people is why join church? What's the big deal if you join a church? And I talked about this, you know, maybe a year, year and a half ago about the, the importance of joining a church. Now, if you're sitting here today and you haven't joined a church and hadn't found the church home, this is not a guilt trip for you. I'm just saying that there's, there's, there's something very, 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 very important to join a church, to be a part of a church. If we were sitting here and someone walked in the doors and they said, hey, hey, sorry to interrupt, sorry, but, but I, I ran into a vehicle out here, okay, in your parking lot. So all of us are like, Whose is it? I hope it's not mine. And they said, it, it's, a, it's a gray two-door Jeep. And everybody's like, whew, I don't drive that. Well, the pastor's like, I do, I do. So if it's not ours, it doesn't hurt as bad, right? So y'all are like, man, hate that for the preacher. <laughs> hate that, hate that, hate that for Allstate. But, but, but you feel good. It wasn't yours. It wasn't yours. But and, and what's beautiful about the church is, when, when, when you are a part of the body of Christ, when you join the church, as I said before, it is no longer the church I go to or the church I attend. It is my church. It's my church, man. It's my church. See, if you were at Pakistan and you walked in on a Friday morning to get coffee and you heard some people talking about all this stuff going on at First Baptist Church, man, them people over at First Baptist Church, them, First Baptist Church, them people at First Baptist Church, can you believe what's going on at First Baptist Church? I can't believe it. That preacher, I don't like him. He thinks he, I don't like him. I don't like his Jeep either. I don't like anything. He thinks he has this great yard. I think his yard looks terrible. I don't like his yard. I mean, just all this stuff. And so you hear this, and then somebody says, hey, hey, haven't I seen you at First Don't You go to First Baptist, don't you? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I've been, I've been, but we don't, we're not really, that's not our church. We just kind of attend. We just kind of go. But no, 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 no. We don't like him either. I don't even like that Jeep. I don't like his yard. I don't like that he mows all the time. Just mows all the time. He ought to be in his office studying. That's what he ought to do. He preach better. Yeah, and so you, you, just, you, mean, you just dismiss yourself from that. Like, no, I don't want to touch it. All right? So, so you mean that story in the, in, 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 in the Bible when 
Peter says, Jesus, I'm going to tell you, everybody else, they, they, they may turn you in, they may, they may run out on you, but boy, I'm not. I'm not. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me, dude. You're going to deny me. And you remember he had those strikes against him, and then he's in this crowd. And this girl says, hey, I know you. I know you. you you're that guy that's with Jesus. Yeah, you're one of them. You, you're with Jesus. And Peter's like, whoa, no, 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 not me, dude. I'm not with Jesus. No, you got me mixed up. That's my twin brother. That wasn't me. I, that's not me. And we run, run from him, run from the bride. Why are we run from the bride? That church is important. Why? Because Jesus died for the church, and he's coming back to get the church. And when you join a church, you, you get skin in the game. You become attached to the church. The good times, oh, yeah, you're there. And in the bad times, you're there too. You're not just fair-weather fan, dude. Oh, boy, we're 10-0. I'm going to the football game. We're 0-10. I ain't going. That thing's terrible. They, they don't even go the right way. They spend more time going the other way. Right? You're there any, regardless, regardless. And it's different when you're a part of the church. And so I'm going to tell you that I'm extremely biased to this church. But if you have not found a church home, I'm not talking about a place to attend. I'm not talking about a church home. Church home. I want to recommend this place big time. You say, well, you should. You're the preacher. Yes. It'd be weirder if I told you not to. Okay? I mean, some pastors probably should be real honest and say, dude, don't join here. All right. But, but <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But here's the deal. This is a great place, a great place, a great place to call a church home. I always tell people, and it's the charge I use in a lot of my weddings that I do, that you need three homes. You need a physical home, a church home, and a heavenly home. you got three homes. You're one rich dude. You're just rich, man. You say, well, my checkbook doesn't say that. You're rich. You're just rich. I want to look at a couple things. And then we're out of here. This, coming up in just a few weeks, we're going to start uh, a series in our life groups. Our life groups, we have seven life groups, these four classrooms, and there's three in this other building in the OU Center. When you walk out of here today, kind of commercial here, when you walk out of here today, if you are a family today, a couple, mom, dad, kids, or just a single, doesn't matter, but if you're a family today, you're going to get one of these books, okay? Uh, that's my gift to you. The book is entitled, I Am a Church Member. How many of you dads in here remember when they put the baby in your arms for the first time? Remember when your son or daughter was born? Now, what was your look like? Y'all want to all do them together? <laughs> anybody want to? Y'all going to leave me out there, aren't you? Y'all just left me out there. See, nobody wants to. Now, see, I call you my friends, I need you, and you jump out of the ship, jump out of the boat. Uh, I mean, did they give you a book? Did they give you, hey, watch this video because I'm about to bring your baby to you. Okay. Uh, probably because you'd leave the hospital. But the deal is, you don't get nothing, you don't get anything. I'm a church member. How many of you, before you joined the church or after you joined the church, somebody gave you a book that said, hey, here's what church members about. You get that book? No. 
You just start doing what everybody else does because it's what they did when before, you know, you joined behind them, so you just do what they do. What? What if they jump off a building? You jumping? What if they walk into a hope? You walk, I mean, who are we following? There's no mandate for what a church member is. What's the Bible say about church membership? What's the Bible say about how active you're supposed to be? What kind of church member are you supposed to be? What is a church member? You're joining the bride of Christ. You've become a part of the bride of Christ. What does Jesus want and call us to be as church members? We carry his name. If we walk around and say, hey, I'm, ain't that your church? Yeah, I'm a member of First Baptist Church. You know what that says? You know what that says? Then you're a part of Jesus' church. Yes. So you must know Jesus. Yes. So you're a Christian. Yes. All right? That's what it says. You say, well, no, nah, I don't want to do That's too much for me. I just kind of want to be a member. Sorry, dude. <laughs> when you're a member, you're all those things. You're, when you're a dad and, and your kid acts up, it's like, can we go back to when you handed it to me in the hospital? Can we go back? No. You get this ugly 13 too, okay? You get the ugly 16 too, okay? You get the disre- you, 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 you get the rebellion ages as well. You get, you get the punky kid age too. You get it all, okay? You can't just get, oh, little heaven that fell from heaven wrapped in swallowing clothing. Oh, it's little Jesus. And then you grow up, they grow up, blah, it's not Jesus, all right? No, but you get all of it. You get it all, and it's sometimes messy, okay? Sometimes church is messy, all right? But don't jump the ship. Don't jump the ship. You stay in there, and you stay in there. Why? Because it's your church. And so whether you're, even if you're not a member of First Baptist Church, you say, I'm not a member of this church, and after that campaign, I'm not joining the church, okay? That's fine, okay? You may never walk back in these doors ever, ever again. But today... This is your gift. I'm a church member. You're going to get the book. It's six real short chapters. And starting October 6th, in every one of our adult life groups, we're going to go through this book. You read chapter 1, October 6th, you talk about chapter 1. You read chapter 2, October 13th, talk about chapter 2. That's it. You say, well, I don't want to talk. Don't talk. All right? I'm not telling you to talk. All right? Here's what I'm asking for you. I'm giving you a free book. You say, what's in it, preacher? Because preachers don't give nothing away unless it's a catch. You're right, like a car salesman. So here's the deal. I'm, I'm giving you a book, and here's what I'm asking. I'm asking for six straight Sundays in a row, six of them, all right, to come to life group. That's it. That's it. You say, well, I'm coming six times. I'll never come again. I, good. Okay. Thank you. Do I, I'll give you back the book. I don't want the book back. Just keep the book. Never come again until Jesus comes back. That's fine. When you get to heaven, you say, Jesus, I went six times to the life group. I'm good. That's fine. You explain it all to him. But here's the deal. I need you six times to come. That's all. I mean, if somebody gives you something, shouldn't you, like, honor them, the gift? So just, just do me the honor of coming six times from October 6th the middle of November. And then Turkey Day comes, you're free. I don't have to come no more. We're done. I don't do it anymore. Right. You don't. Just come six times. And they're going to talk about, I'm a church member. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, that is going to be the best six weeks of your life. I promise you. Your eyes are going to be open to stuff. And you may be a member of a church for 60 years. I promise you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something. And so while you're doing that in those life groups, 
on, the, on Sunday morning, starting October 6th, I'm going to start a brand new series. Some of you are familiar with the book, I'm Not a Fan. Not a Fan is a great book. It'll mess you up, okay? Not a Fan. I'm going to start that book, a series of preaching messages out of that, okay? So you're going to be doing, I'm a church member, and out here I'm going to be doing Not a Fan, okay? And, and you're like, Not a Fan? Ah, so confusing. Okay, so here's the deal. You, you give me six weeks in a row in those life groups studying this, and then come out here, and we're going to jump into not a fan. I'm going to tell you, you're going to absolutely love not a fan. Absolutely love it. It is going to unpack Scripture like you've never seen it before. And you're going to see stuff in, in, in Scripture that you're like, God, I never saw that before. All right? Just give it to me. Okay? So on the way out, I'm going to have some wonderful men standing at the doors, and they're going to put one of these in your hand. Please take one. You could throw it away at your house. That's fine. But just take one and give me six weeks in life groups, okay? And if you don't know which one to go to, when you walk in, I'll, I'll point them out to you, okay? I'll, I'll help you with it, okay? And, and I'll point you in the right. All our life groups are designed by age of your children because we think that's how you do life together, okay? But if you don't want to go into a life group for the age of your children because you have other friends in other life groups, please go in there. Please go in there. We've got great teachers that will do it for you, so I wanted to mention that. Last little thing, and we're going to close. I've talked before about the church, about the church being like an embassy in foreign land, okay? And I think it's a gorgeous illustration or example of what the church is today. A church is like an embassy in a foreign land. An embassy, let's just say you're in, uh, in, in, in Iraq or somewhere, and, and you were an American citizen, and it got... It got rough over there, and you were kind of getting nervous, and you were kind of getting scared, and you had a lot of questions. You didn't know exactly where to go or anything like that. You could, you could find the American embassy, and you could go in there, and they would help you get home or answer any questions or clarify anything for you. Let me tell you what the church is today. It's an embassy. It's an embassy, boy. Because we are royal priesthood. The church of Jesus Christ is an embassy because we are on foreign land. We are. This is not our home. We're passing through. And we establish the church, and we gather people into a safe place. We answer questions. We help people deal with things. Most importantly, we help people what? Meet Jesus. Most important thing we do. When a church stops seeing people saved, I think you ought to shut the door and put an apology on the outside of the doors and say, we're very sorry that we have not been living up to the standards that God set for us. Because we're not seeing people saved in our church. We are here, but some churches aren't. We've got to get back to what Jesus told the church to be about, making disciples. Okay? This place right here is an incredible embassy in a gorgeous community. But my friends, as full as we are today, a bunch more people live in this area. West Amarillo, Bushland, Vega, Wilderada, a lot more people than that here, okay? We've got to be a safe house in a foreign land. Let me tell you, it's rough out there. It's mean out there. And the enemy out there is destroying families and killing marriages and all kind of stuff at a rapid race right now, having a field day. Folks, let me tell you, you as the church have got to get out there and get those folks Bring them into the embassy. You say, well, your church is not perfect. No, it's not. I had a guy one time say, you know what? I don't go to church. No, why don't you go to church? 
trying to be nice. He said, that's a hypocrite's up there. I said, you know what? You're so right. There are, there's just a ton of hypocrites at the church, a ton. But you know what, bud? There's going to be a ton of hypocrites in heaven, too. You interested? He looked at me like I was crazy. Now, I am crazy. But I'm telling you, there's a bunch of hypocrites in heaven, too. And there's a bunch of hypocrites in church. And so if you're perfect, won't you join the church and help clean us all up? All right? <laughs> you can help us all out. You know? Because if we all got a bunch of hypocrites, but it got some perfect people joining, if we increase these perfect people, we shrink these hypocrites. All right? So if you're perfect, help us out. All right? But, but here's the deal. You, get in church. I'm not saying it because I'm a pastor. I'm saying it because Jesus says, get in church. And quit waiting for the church to be perfect to put your name on it. It's going to get ugly up there sometimes. It's going to be difficult up there sometimes. They're not always going to play your favorite song. And sometimes that preacher will not hush so you can go to lunch. But you have got to get up there and get, you, get skin in the game and be a part of the body of Christ. You've got to. Because I died for the church and I'm coming back to get the church. I love the church. And so today, if you're already a member or you're still looking for a church home, I'm not, I'm not asking you to join a day because I'm putting some guilt trip on you. I just want you to answer this question. What can I do more for my church? What can I do more for my church? What can I do more? You say, well, I'm doing a ton right now, preacher. All right. What more can you do? You may be sitting here going, I don't do anything. I treat you like a restaurant, dude. I just come in here and eat a little bit, get full. I don't even really tip. I just leave. Well, maybe you should tip. Maybe you should pray for us. Maybe you should come more. Maybe you should tell people it's a great restaurant. All right? What, what is God asking you to do for your church? What more can you do for your church? Pray together. Father, this morning, Hebrews, a beautiful passage, says that we should spur one another on the church. We should encourage one another, church. God, you love your church. You're proud of your church. You died for your church. And you want more than anything for your church to resemble who you are. And God, I pray for every person at the sound of my voice this morning. God, that we'll simply just ask you, what can I do for my church? What can I do for my church? What can I do for my church? And God, I pray that whatever you have said to us, God, you will pour semen around it. God, you will push us to do more for the bride of Christ, for the church. God, I pray that each of us would love the church as Christ loved that church. That he died for the church. He's coming back to get the church. God, I thank you so much for our church and all that you're doing here. God, I pray that you will trust us with even more. God, move us now during the invitation time. Maybe there's some folks here that, that did give their life to Christ yesterday at the women's simulcast. Maybe they want to come this morning and, and make that decision public. Or maybe there's a boy and girl that needs to do the same thing. They gave their life to Christ this week or something. Or maybe there's a family that, 
that, that knows this is God's place for them, church home for them, and they can come this morning. But God, most importantly, that we would just simply ask the question, what can I do for my church? God, we love you. We thank you. We celebrate you today. Speak to us now during this invitation and cause our feet to move, God. Move us during this invitation time. In Christ's name, amen.